0: Episode of Weekly Games Chat. I'm your ghost, Chris. Joined by I don't want to even say the line. I'm not gonna say that line. No. Joined by my friend and co-host, John.
1: You can't acknowledge that I'm the better half?
0: You're not. One, it's a trio, (laughs) which minimum with that yet. At this point, yeah, one look, day, rag, one day we'll admit rag, it.
1: You ragged me for years about being the guest friend of the show, John.
0: I gave you we your respect. Can,
1: we can, we can let this marinate a, a little while longer. I think. But Chris, I, but Chris it, is, it is a pleasure to be with you in this wonderful, but blustery, wintry Georgia day.
0: Yeah, it is very blustery. It was really weird, too, because, like, the last time the temps dropped, right, it was after that huge rain, right? Like, we had rained for literally 24, 36 hours, but it was just, I think, I want to say Sunday night this week, I just all of a sudden walked outside, and I was like, did it just drop 20 degrees? <laughs>
1: And and Chris, it's a sign of old
0: age. Um,
1: I'm constantly cold now. I used to be, my, my, mm. my furnace, my internal furnace used to run pretty hot. But mm-hmm. the older I get, the more I the more I need to wrap myself up in a blanket at night while I'm crocheting. Yes,
0: um, I'm with you. Uh, I think finally my northern exposure <laughs> has left me. I, I fear what it would be like if like my relatives in Maryland right now said, come up for Christmas, you know. Dude, you used to blow me away. You, I mean, I I, I swear you,
1: I could, you, you could have taken an ice bath and not not be affected. the 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 number of times I've seen you in the in the God, fifteen years I've known you is like without Mm -hmm. a coat blows my mind.
0: Hold on a second,
1: Mm -hmm. Tucker, shut up.
0: I wasn't sure. That's funny. I I wasn't sure if that was Penny whining or on your end. Yeah, he's pathetic. (laughs) The sound quality is amazing. Oh. He
1: goes outside, he goes outside and he's the boss. He's the king of his universe. But if you get him into a car to take him to a vet, he, he trembles like a little leaf. He's just so, you know, you, you've probably seen him when you've been house sitting the way he'll just go after Burgess and be tough, yeah. like chew on his collar, but you get him outside in the real world. He just shakes like a leaf. Yeah, It's so funny. But,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it was just all those years, you know, and I've been wearing a jacket more now, but yeah, when you grow up in like an exposure where like you're talking, maybe not right now, but usually you would get to about January and January to March just sucks because it's not just that it's cold. Half the time there's snow on the ground with ice and it's always windy up there. So if it's 20 degrees, it feels like eight degrees and your face is just getting pelted by, you know the ice or the snow that's coming off the ground it it, it, and you move down here and people are like it's 35 degrees most of the time there's not a ton of wind you know and you're just like what what's the problem i I don't get what the problem is here
1: ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to listening to old men complain about right (laughs) Ah. next next we're going to talk about our colonoscopies after these messages (laughs) john yeah man
0: so earlier this year you doubted your commitment to uh the mandalorian i feel after these last two episodes that commitment has been uh ignited again right because <laughs> they kind of no, came with another big one this week
1: they hit us with another <clears throat> another big one and uh you know kind of <laughs> who knew that this who knew that this character was such a ba right right uh, you always, you always suspected he was, yeah. but you never really got to see the proof. But, uh, you know, I, I get that it's, it's really starting to, to poke at my nostalgia strings,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but, you know, I still maintain that suspicion of what is this, what is this show really without, without having to rely so heavily on nostalgia, I like guess it's, it's really kind of impossible to know, to separate, you know, it's, it's one thing you have to, you have to find somebody to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Who really isn't a Star Wars fan. Hmm. Maybe that's, maybe that's your test case. Find someone who's really not a Star Wars fan who has no idea who these characters are and go is the, and ask them, is this a good show on its own? I mean, I mean, I guess that's the way to really answer that question. I don't know. I just feel like it's giving me all the things that I want, Mm -hmm. but that's the problem with Star Wars fans. Mm -hmm. We never want to grow beyond I mean, you know this with The Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, you, that's you always been sense. my argument. I'm like, yeah, you, you, guys, this you guys, you don't know how to grow beyond the lore you
0: love. Yeah, like that was my big argument from two to three was like, there was those who just liked three, I think, because of the fact of who came back and the fact that it was feeding into all these classic things versus the other one that felt like it was trying to do something new and unique. I do have one friend I need to ask because I know she is not a huge like Star Wars fan, but because of the whole entire Baby Yoda craze at the beginning, she got hooked, and she <laughs> she does like like a lot of sci-fi. Like yeah. me and her used to always talk about Doctor Who and things like that. Um, I need to. I haven't really talked to her about this season this much, so maybe or like this year. Or so maybe I'll uh, reach out to her and and I can tell you what the test case yeah, so sure. so called speaks uh, towards the season
1: my favorite episode from the first season is that prison episode mm-hmm. uh, where it's really kind of like, almost like you're watching a short movie of the predator. I mean, the way that the Mandalorian kind of yeah. shows <laughs> what he's capable of right. really, I mean, that, that, that was, you know, it didn't, there was no lore behind it. It was just a straight up serial. Like, like George Lucas talks about the flash Gordon serials. It really was kind of a standalone really good show. What I've so. learned
0: is that Palpatine did not need a whole army of clones. He just needed like five people and Beskar. And apparently you you can get through anything. <laughs> no, get through Jedi, starting. who cares? <laughs> you can do whatever <laughs> <Exactly>. you want. <laughs> exactly. Um besides that, uh have you been watching doing anything?
1: Yeah, I um I I watched all it's either eight or ten episodes over the weekend of uh, the new Walking Dead series mm. called The World Beyond, mm-hmm. and I gotta say, for the first three or four episodes, I was like, "This is just about a bunch of angsty teens." <laughs> um, it's like it's like the Walking Dead nine hundred two one zero, but but it does it does some really interesting things where th- this show. You know, for better or for worse, this thing is this thing is blown up beyond what the comic book did. This is really creating um, the Walking Dead cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how much you know about what happened to Rick Grimes because I don't think you've been watching it at that point. But I he, just know, you know what he, happened to him in the comic. Yeah. So that moment, um, and that helicopter with the symbol on the helicopter, mm-hmm. you know, whisks him away, and then you start watching fear of the walking dead and they bring that organization into that show that tie in. Okay. And so this show, the world beyond is really central to that organization. Um, that whisked away Rick Grimes, you know, uh, the, so that, so it's like, there's this central organization that is that, you know, you know how um, um, the, the communities in the walking dead, we're all sort of trying to build a better future. You know, this organization is actually further along than anybody ever knew. They've got manufacturing, Mm. they've got all this stuff. um, And they're pretty territorial about themselves Mm. um, for better or for worse. And so it's a really interesting show. That's that to me is really designed to open up this walking dead universe. Um, So, I mean, the, so it was like, it's like a 10 episode season. um, And I think, doing one more I think they've just planned this to be a two season show Um before which they probably start. means
0: they'll make a <laughs> make or, expand it
1: <laughs> well they're continuing you know they're doing I think after Walking Dead the original show ends they're branching that off with Daryl and Carol which I hope they don't call it that
0: <laughs> I hope so I hope it's a sitcom with a live Daryl and audience. Carol <laughs> <laughs> Carol <laughs> yeah
1: But uh, but once you get once you get past the fourth or fifth episode, it really starts to tell you, oh, this is about this is about that organization. This is really trying to bridge everything together. Okay, and you know, I I really I really got a lot of enjoyment out of it because it really it really dug in its heels. Um, Plus, it's got um, Julia Ormond.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, um, in there. Uh, So 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 some really good power. Say what. I said that's probably a deep cut right there for, yeah, for that's people. Yeah, I mean, they
1: got some good talent <laughs> for that particular show, so um, I enjoyed it. But but that's that's kind of been the the meat of what what I've been watching. I've I've kind of restarted Family Guy.
0: <laughs> mm. I've been doing um, two shows this week. Um, yeah, tell me. First, I finally sat down and watched the first season of Manhunt, which is about the Unabomber, mm-hmm. which got hey say paul bettany does a pretty good unabomber <laughs> did not oh, think wow. yeah he's he's still Ted kaczynski there hiding okay. his britishness at every turn uh and then uh the main guy is hunting him for most of his uh sam worthington most i think most people have known him as the guy from avatar you know uh yeah the movie what's this on uh it's you can watch on netflix the first season apparently there's a second season but i guess it hasn't come to netflix yet that's supposed to be on eric rudolph what's Um, it called
1: manhunt you said
0: yeah just type in unabomber and it will pop up Um,
1: (laughs) okay i'll check that out i have been kind of. but
0: you'll (laughs) like it because yeah it's it's in that it's in that sense of uh of like mindhunter right of sam worthington being the fbi profiler Mm -hmm. trying to figure out exactly what is the unabomber was making him tick what connects all these people that kind of thing yeah um
1: so so ted kaczynski was i I was in high school when they caught this guy Mm mm-hmm I think that's yeah. Yeah,
0: it was like ninety five nine. I think.
1: Yes. So my senior year, I'm sorry, my my freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. uh, just dated myself, and my my physical science teacher, uh, his name was was Mister Gaston. He looked exactly <laughs> he looked exactly like the Unabomber. It was so freaky. Um, he had the long, unkempt, oily, dirty hair. Mm. It, but he it was it's the kind of guy who could who could really pull off the look and he had this
0: scruffly beard
1: uh much like yours
0: hey paul bettany pulls off that look quite well really? i gotta say though yeah. they you could tell like they have different faces of him depending uh, yeah. where they are and like they make him look pretty dang haggard by the time he's yeah. getting arrested yeah. um the other thing i started i finally started watching uh, is this the season of fargo because that that is no. like you know i love that show and mm-hmm. Once again, they've already got me hooked. I've only watched like maybe the first three episodes. Um, I think there are six so far that have come out. You know, I, I, Shows like this, I, I don't rush to get into. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me have an opportunity where I can just have a Sunday and binge this whenever I want, right? Because yeah. when they get done with one episode, I just want to go into the next one. Uh, and this one's interesting. So I think it's taking place in the 40s or 50s. Hmm. Um, in, I can't remember the town that's in this time, uh, somewhere in the Midwest as always, but it's like mainly this time center, centering around organized crime. Like the first episode kind of gives you like the history of organized crime in this area. Like where first it's, uh, the Jewish mafia coming in and running in and then the Irish get off the boat and, they have a war and the Irish win. And then, <laughs> then the Italians get off the boat and they right. have a war and the Italians win. And now it's the black mafia uh, coming in and they are kind of locking heads, but there's also this other side perspective of this young girl, uh, this young black girl, who's uh, her parents are like morticians, right? And mm-hmm. how they're getting pulled into the organized crime world. And, there's this uh, kind of crazy, very Fargo feeling character who is a nurse um, that does things, and we'll just let you discover that. But if you liked, I mean, Chris Rock is in this season. Uh, Jason mm-hmm. Schwartzman's there, you know. So it's it's got a pretty solid cast again. Um, so I always tell people, I'm like, if you have Hulu, you have no excuse. Go watch. Uh, each of the seasons is fun. It's it's like, you know, I guess the closest equivalent to television out there would probably be something like um American Horror Story where it is independent stories every year where maybe there's a true couple different. of loose threads that you see connecting between the seasons, but it's always a different time period. And it always starts off with that classic moniker that Fargo the movie was known for. You know, this is based on a true story when it absolutely is not guaranteed mm-hmm. based on a true story. It says... Um,
1: it says i learned that a long time ago in hollywood if it's not you know like texas chainsaw massacre i used to say when i was younger oh this really happened But no what it says what it says is inspired by a true story yeah so
0: i think like their their dick is always they say this is based on a true story uh based was it the names and uh persons have been changed but for respect to the dead it, the mm-hmm. rest is told as is, uh, yeah. is usually what they say.
1: Yeah. And the, uh, particularly chainsaw massacre it, in the beginning had a very documentary and mm-hmm. style feel to it, but, but um, we should address, you know, the elephant in the room. Uh, we have, we haven't said one word. Oh, should we just move on and pretend <laughs> like it's not a thing? <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Look, he's not uh, here this week. He kind so, of told you last week, the best part of this, he kind of told you all last week. He wasn't going to be here. He literally he forgot he wasn't going to be here when we were discussing what our topics for this week were going to be, and but then so he finally remembered he was not going to be here.
1: here. So he was pretty passionate and mm-hmm. hell bent on talking about a certain topic, which you know I don't care whatever you want to do. That, yeah, I I wanted to hear about this game. Um, sure, because I'm, I'm kind of a <laughs> kind of a fan and it was bugs next, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but he says he says to us, "Oh God, I forgot." <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Disney World next week. I'm like, leave it to Sean mm-hmm. to be the only person in the world who would forget <laughs> that they're going to Disney World. It, it, I think you and I were joking today. Like, how many times in five years? Sean's been like four times to Disney World in yeah. five years.
0: Three or four. I've times. been to Disney World with Sean. Like the last you time. Have? I mean, we didn't actually go into Disney World, but the last time I was in Orlando and went to i don't know what it's called now but it, before it was called downtown disney um okay. but like oh, yeah. the um, last time i've been to anything like that was with sean because we went to go to the capital one bowl there disney springs okay so that's what it's called Something like
1: that it will all the stores and the restaurants and yeah. things like that yeah yeah this that just cracks me up that sean needs sean needs a uh an assistant he just right it, he's got this he's got this uh i mean he would i think he would tell it tell the audience it's just the same he's got this flighty brain yeah he uh, doesn't
0: mean to do it in any way at all it's it's like, like uh, he wants to be a part of everything because he loves everything but you yeah. know at the same time then it's like oh wait reality <laughs> i've already got five other things so in situations like this it's good that it's the kind of
1: the fall releases you know mm-hmm. there's you know there's probably games that i'm playing games and you're that you're playing that we're just not going to have time to cover maybe. So luckily we've got, we've got tons of stuff luckily. to just talk about in, in, you know, in the pan that, we're, Oh yeah, we're, we're playing this anyway. We'll talk about this. So. I
0: kind of view it as like going into January, we will have plenty of potential topics if we need something for one week. Right. You know, yeah. just, I mean, it's too bad. It
1: nothing's out. coming out this week. You know,
0: <laughs> I did. Speaking of topics, I should update the, the listeners. I did finish a previous topic uh, this week. Yeah. I finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I didn't realize I'd finished it because there was never credits that rolled. But like then I went and looked up, and I was like, "Yes, I, I have done all this main story now." Apparently, wow. Yeah, yeah. I you,
1: and and you? How uh, did your score change? Mm-mm. I think last time you were an eight point five.
0: It, it has not changed. Um, <clears throat> I think the the weaknesses that have been in there since Origins are still there in the sense that it is just a really long main story again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, even like taking out, like doing the things like the order of the ancients, um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, you don't have to do that. I don't think like the conclusion, it'll give you a little bit more context, but like, it's not like how it was in, um, in Odyssey where that kind of felt like a requirement. Like you need to do all this because one, that's how you're going to get a lot of your legendary gear. (laughs) is hunting down people from this um and then Well Origins as
1: I recall Origins they they came up with the idea mm-hmm. but it was but it was it was threaded into the story. Yeah. And there really wasn't a huge roster of people that you needed to go after. It's with Odyssey I mean
0: it yeah. was just it was it was were, a lot.
1: There were main people that you were going to take out that were that were part of the storyline. Yes. But what was it like Thirty others, thirty five others that were completely optional. Yeah. You are going to get like, like, much like the Valhalla,
0: and, and you still have like you know people here that you are going to face basically through the main storyline and all of that, right? <laughs> but it's not the same in the sense of like Odyssey. It really felt like a requirement also because it it did feel like you need to get to level fifty to you know to finish this game um, sure. versus here, you know, even though like the final power area in that game is like three forty, right? I think if you've gotten a piece of or a set of gear leveled up and you've like maxed out some certain skill tree that you is your style of play, like you, if you have all the stealth stuff and you can pretty much kill anyone you sneak up on, you're really good at playing that way, you're not going to have a problem when you get like to 300 or so going into that area. Yeah. And I was, I was like maybe 335 when I started that final area. And I, of course, right away, just got leveled up again very fast you know to uh to over 340 um i would say the big thing i would suggest to people is there's a storyline where i'll just say you go somewhere else you'll know what i mean by that john <laughs> um and there's like three parts to it i believe mm-hmm. um i would suggest you finish that before you finish the tale of Sigurd and uh, Eivor, um in the game, right? Mm. Um, because I did not do that. I, I did not. Like, there's... It's kind of like there's that storyline. There's this other place storyline. There's the order, which you can't even finish till you've finished the, those R2, really. Um and uh, the thing that I screwed up was I did not finish that other one because it kind of just felt like a side quest thing. And I realized after the fact that it gave a lot more context to the things I saw in the Sigurd Avor conclusion of what the heck was going on and what they were setting up. Um, so that, that's my one suggestion to players is maybe make sure you do that. Um, big stuff though, for the meta, you'll, you'll probably like that part of it, John, if, cause I know you're into like the overall meta of the game. It does some pretty big things.
1: Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I guess the last thing on my list to say, and I think, th- I think this is happening, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. I should be getting, um, fiber. Oh, uh, AT&T fiber. <laughs> so, <laughs> did so you,
0: getting- I wonder, did you get one of, uh, these? Um, sorry. So- like these put on your door or something
1: uh, from at&t yeah we're going probably i don't i don't know exactly what clarissa saw but uh yeah uh, they were offering a gig um of da- uh, uh download speeds mm-hmm. so yeah so they put that called... they put this yeah. on my door
0: right mm-hmm. and i'm just sitting there thinking I'm like there is no way my apartment buildings, as old as they are, have all of a sudden gotten fiber without me knowing about it. Right? I would have seen something. I would have seen them out here having to install fiber. Um. So you know, but I was curious. I was like, let's just go see what I can get at my address at this website. And I pulled up, and it's like, hey man, for thirty five bucks a month, you can get a total of five mips down and five mips up. <laughs> for fiber it's It's not not fiber fiber. it wasn't fiber
1: yeah you know it's funny that's exactly chris you you used to make fun of my download speeds at the at my old house yeah that's exactly what we had we had five and five yeah uh, and what that did was that was like what it actually was was 0.83
0: yeah right (laughs) you know i just as soon as i saw i just laughed
1: That's why it took me two years to download the Master Chief collection.
0: <laughs> I remember this. I remember you starting it on like your break, and it took a week. <laughs> um, We won't even talk about the domination of Alabama over LSU, but, you know, roll tide and all that. And also, hail to the it. Washington football team. I was very nice, pleased to watch that yesterday. But, football. uh, John, Another you want to get in this topic? Let's get inside it. Okay. The topic is Are you ready for this one, Joe? Yeah, give it to me. Okay. Hard. <laughs> Spider-Man Miles Morales It'd been cooler if I could roll my Rs, but I can't.
1: <laughs> Man, that's what we were supposed to play. I played Puyo Puyo Tetris too.
0: That's a good game. People, people do like that. There's like a weird noise coming from somewhere and I don't know where it is.
1: Is it my jacket?
0: No, no. I think it's like here. Hold on <laughs> He's
1: taking off his headphones, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I don't know. Penny was like looking at something too. Like she was uh, suspicious. I don't know if like every now and then like a cockroach comes in here after rain and stuff like that. And I'll see it right once in a moon. And that was what was the last time that happened. I was like, what is this noise? And I was like, oh you I was like well death (laughs) well you ready to give us your Richard yeah we can just do this real quick and move on (laughs) John you played this too we both hey we played this and this is an interesting perspective because I played this on a PS4 Pro full of jet engine effects that I did not ask for but you know are prerequisite Uh, and you played this on your brand spanking PS5
1: yeah, it's funny. I, I was um tinkering a little bit between work and jumping on here
0: to record. You still hear it? <laughs> it's like there's something under a bowl, I think. Oh my god. Like right? a rodent like cause it's like a it's a metal bowl, right? So okay. I don't know what's going on there. I'll have to look. So I'm
1: I'm I I've I finished I finished this game. And so I was tinkering today, you know, I I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll fire up. um, (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'll (laughs) fire up the uh, Spider-Man remaster and see how, you know, see how that goes. And (laughs) I hit a button as the PlayStation Studios icon was was showing up. I hit the circle button and I thought I bricked my machine. Oh, Lord. What happened? I don't know what happened. It just, I hit the circle button as it was playing and my PS5 just shut off completely. Hmm. And it wouldn't turn back on for like five minutes. Hmm. I just started, I started unplugging, doing things here and there and it yeah. finally got it to work. But anyway, I had a scare there. But, uh, you know, I'll say, you know, the difference in the consoles, um, this particular game, Spider-Man my- Miles Morales has um, made me a believer you know, you, you get you get one of these boxes, and some people might have buyer's remorse. Going, man, I guess, I guess re- maybe I could have waited a little while. Sure, I really need to get one, but after playing this game, it's like, no, um, this is good. This mm. is really good. <laughs> um, not not just because of the game, but because of how it how it operates mm-hmm. the game. Um, I actually timed it last night. Um, oh, I'm and sure it's it, fast. <laughs> it, it, I was inside the game in twenty seconds flat. Nice. It yeah. Just it. Just it. Just really. It just really maze makes. It's just a quality of life thing. And I'm like, it, it, you know, it's petty. Maybe. No. Yeah. About that kind of stuff. But it. Wow. It's such a difference. You. You don't think about. You know that you don't think about what a difference it is because I'm. You know, six months ago I'm going. What's the big deal? You wait a minute to get into a game. Mm-hmm. It's so seamless. I couldn't believe it. I no, just could not believe
0: it. that's how it was with the uh, Assassin's Creed where I was like mm-hmm. the fact that I can play this on a big screen TV and it takes 12 seconds to boot this game up. I was like, yes, yes, please. Yeah. I will gladly take this. Um, on the other hand, opposite side here. I was like, when I played this, cause my worry was like, how is this going to run within five seconds of starting it up? I was like, Oh, that's right. They already made this game on PS4 and it was already amazing. Uh and so you know, unsurprisingly, it feels just as good as the original did on the PS four, right? So mm-hmm. I was kind of more of like, Oh good, I'm really glad I didn't like kill myself to go out there and really hunt, like and just tell myself, No, you must play this on PS five, right? Like I just wanted to play the Spider Man game. I, I would like to check out Demon Souls as well, right? When that oh, whenever sure, I get yeah. a chance, but it's not like something where I'm like I need to spend $400 today, no matter what, or else my life was just going to suck for the next three weeks or something like that. Right. You know? Yeah. and And this was the one that was really burning the the hole in my wallet to, to really go find one. Um, but you know, the, didn't only work reason out.
1: That, <laughs> the only reason it was a real relief because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to play this game, but as far as I'm aware, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the audience can write in let me know if I'm wrong. To me, there was no real way, you know, like, you know, you buy a C Valhalla for Xbox One and you automatically get it for Series X. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was the case with Spider-Man Miles Morales. This is not a game that converted
0: up. No, it is. Okay. So if you buy it, yeah, if you now, I, I believe you get the PS5 version with the digital version, right? which is what I bought. And it says I get a free PS5 upgrade on it. Okay, good. Um, the good. kicker is this. There was no way to get the remastered version unless you bought it through the PS5 store digitally. That is the only way. You couldn't buy the physical uh deluxe edition, right? There wasn't that out there. And you couldn't, you know, like I couldn't just buy this, you know, digital deluxe edition on the PS4 store and then have that waiting for me whenever I get my PS5. And I made peace with that because I was like, yeah, you know, I'd like to go back and play this, but I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, especially right before the next real like Spider-Man 2 or whatever they call it comes out that they just put out there on PlayStation Plus and... I also just wouldn't be surprised further down the line that they just put it out there for sale because PlayStation likes money and there's no reason why they can't get money from this, right? So,
1: yeah, sure. Yeah. Plus, you know, with a, I think it was, the, I think it was $69 for both of them together. Yeah. That's not a bad deal. No, you know? no, no. Particularly if you've not played the original Spider Man, which everybody. Has access to a playstation needs to play yes if
0: you love superhero games there is no reason i mean like i was saying to you after because i played this before you did i just got done like got to a point with valhalla where i was like okay i need something something else to just break up this monotony and uh (laughs) i was like screw it I, i finally like the black friday walmart sale for ps5 said fell on through like as soon as you hit refresh they're out of stock (laughs) um and so once i had that realization i was like it's probably i'm just not going to dedicate my time to consistently try to hunt one of these uh right now so i was just Mm -hmm. like okay let's just go ahead and buy this and and see where we go um and i think i said to you right after like as soon as i started it was like i'm pretty sure now that insomniac is now the king of superhero video games I don't think it's like the announcement was was Spider-Man and I feel like it was reaffirmed with Miles Morales because I'm like if this is just the smaller version, the the uncharted Lost Legacy or whatever of what, you know, a baseline game would be for them. I think this game just knocks it out of the park and takes everything that maybe you might have had criticism with in the original and finds a way to tighten it and make it such a solid 10 to 20 hour experience for you.
1: Some, some would say five to six hours, depending on whether you beeline it or not.
0: I guess I don't know yeah, what
1: you're right. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, to me, you know, when you contrast the two titles, you're kind of, to me, it's like a trade-off you're, you're, you're trading. Um, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I found thorough, thorough, a lot of good things to say about this game. Mm-hmm. But I can see, sort of, a you're trading trading problem the problems of Spider-Man, the original game. You're just trading those out for problems with this title. Mm. And, you know, to me, if you trade them out, you're not getting no problems. You're just getting different problems. Sure, that's fair. Um, um, so, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, why don't you go ahead and start? You were the first. You were the first person to Ooh. to uh, finish the game.
0: Yeah. So this takes place about what about a year? I think it is after the event
1: that's the impression i got yeah
0: about a year it's it's, it's actually it's nice because it takes place at christmas time so it's a nice christmas themed game and uh it's also nice because new york actually you know when it when it is christmas there it's like just such a unique atmosphere i think and they capture it It like gave a nice coat to a place i'd already been and spent 30 plus hours in right because it's the exact same map as the first game um but yeah it's taking place a year later uh for those who did not play this game and are listening for some reason at the end of the first game basically miles came to peter and was like hey i can do this now and jumps up on the roof and then peter goes like i got one better i can do it too and <laughs> since then they had formed up and kind of There, there is not like you know Miles Morales Spider Man to New York and Peter Parker Spider Man to New York, there's just these two people that are Spider-Man, right? Um, one that's definitely more a trainee and looks the part. But yeah, there's, well,
1: a, there's a a Obi Wan Luke
0: relationship yes. here. Yes. And the main setup to this game is its core is basically uh finally Mary uh well Peter Parker has told Miles, hey, I've gotta go away to europe for a couple of months um to help mary jane because she's doing reporting for a daily bugle and i'm going as her photographer which makes sense you know uh so hey kid the training wheels are off you are new york spider-man uh and you know this is miles story of like dealing with an issue so that's that's the premise set up right at its core though this is really a story about loss and how it affects people uh i would say it's a story about family and relationships and how some just become tighter through loss right and and grow and others become more distant and can lead to new directions that you may not have seen coming um and you know i think it's very much more personal story than the first one is like the the end of of a spider-man is very personal no you know, no question about that, right? Um, it was a gut punch. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you know, so. like this one is extremely about family, community. You know, <clears throat> Harlem has a big presence here, uh, obviously, because that's where Miles is from, whereas peers is from Brooklyn. Um, but, yeah, John, what do you think? Queens. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, man, people will get you for getting Brooklyn is Brooklyn is uh, Captain Cap. America. Yeah, my bad. <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's it, i mean you you really um you know you hit the nail on the head it's like it, it's it's contrasting two characters mm-hmm. um who both lost something um and how and how those two characters came out completely different and and and, and how and how those two forces just sort of collide inevitably yeah and it, it's sort of like you said it's an examination of 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 family. And how family can I heard somebody say it one time. Family can be the absolute worst thing in the world, while simultaneously being the best thing. Yes, um, it, it's a real dichotomy. Um, <laughs> but it's just it, it's a but. But insomniac is really um, and look, I would argue that you know Miles's story is 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 newer than <laughs> Peter Parker's. I mean, you know, you're 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 playing this game, you, you, the original Spider Man. And you're and you're and you're revealed and you're you're introduced to a character that you already fundamentally know and and the balance that he's had for the past gosh sixty plus years balancing his life as Spider-Man with his life as having a relationship, having a job, having all this stuff. So it's a retread of stuff, but you get to and I guess Miles is has been around in the Marvel universe for ten years, maybe yeah, more. I think
0: that's when he showed up in Ultimate.
1: But there's a lot of people out there who grow up with these comics who don't really know Miles that well.
0: I, I would, so I, would venture, I would venture I would venture ninety five percent of people did not know who Miles Morales was until sure. into the Spider Verse. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and being the comics follower, when I was really big into comics, Miles wasn't around. Hmm. Um, but I've 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 come to know him um, as a character over the years, with the the occasional going back to comics enter the spider-verse which was if you haven't seen that that's probably one of the best spider-man movies
0: i i go I've on i've ever seen i think it's the best to me yeah. like i just after i finished this game i rewatched it and i was like one i forgot just how awesome this animation is as somebody yeah. who loves that kind of stuff but then two but i was like fun. man they've just they hit everything so well just to, even the references to spider-man 3 jazz walk uh, it was like, "This, this happened, <laughs> whatever that was." <sighs>
1: yes, yeah. So it's really, you know, it, it, you're, it's sort of benefiting from the fresh take of these characters that you really that um, so many people haven't. And you know, I, I've always loved Miles. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. To, I'm watching the opening cinematics. You know, when he's with his family, I'm like, "Gosh, he's just Miles is just a good kid." Right? He's always.
0: Been a good kid. He's the Peter Um, Parker that we're used to seeing in a way, right? Like because, as you mentioned, like we all know the story. So I thought Insomniac was really smart with the first game to say we're not going to do origin Spider-Man. We're going to do
1: this is the guy who's been doing it for ten years.
0: Yeah, versus like this is literally kind of his origin in a way. Like you, you saw how he became Spider-Man, and now you're actually seeing him figure it out.
1: Yeah, and I kind of feel like if you put these two games together as one game. You, if you if you if you you you'll if if you took it all as one game you'll find i think people would find that it's equal parts peter and equal parts miles um Fair. you know collectively but um yeah i, I just thought that the way uh, you know these characters were really um propped up i mean, you know it wasn't a perfect story i thought they were it was a tad bit of rushing and that could mm-hmm. be for a number of reasons you know covid probably well, I think they that.
0: said their idea with this game was to, for it to be smaller and tighter. Like, they didn't want... You know, because mm-hmm. there is that part, like... The original Spider-Man game, to me, it, as far as its setup, a lot of it feels not so much tone-wise, right? Let, let's just get that out of the way. But it's kind of the same idea of... Um, of of Dark Knight, right? Which is, like... if If you think, like, the first... I don't want to say full half, but like the first quarter of that movie, right. Is really about Gordon and Batman deciding, yeah, there's this Joker guy who's on the horizon thing, but the bigger threat and the bigger thing overall is the mob. Right. So like yeah. the first, like, you know, for the majority of the game of Man, you're going first, you know, Mr. Negative, and then afterwards, the sinister six showing up uh, through that, right. And dealing with those things, while slowly not being at the forefront of the relationship of uh of Norman uh Osborne and uh and Octavio in that relationship and where it's leading in the things that are going on with his friend there and personally right there driving him to a place where you get to the end uh the end chapter of that game. Whereas yeah. this is as we said, like that's not this case here. This is like the story of two people in, in loss. Right. Yeah. And, 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 the, and, and it does and the a theme. great thing here as far as that loss, John, I don't know if you felt this way, but as far as the villain in this game, I don't know if we should say, I mean, can we say the name of the character? Cause it is a, it is a staple character. I don't know if we it's could say or,
1: Yeah, they, they sort of re re reskinned an old character.
0: Yes, and very old like Very character. early character. <laughs> yeah. Um we can let people figure out who that is. But uh yeah. um like as far as that character, the one of the best things I think they did with this <laughs> with that character, I totally got their motivations and I totally did not think in the way that it went that it was like didn't make sense. Like I could totally see how that character thought everything was justified in what they were doing, right? And that they didn't see anything morally wrong with what they were doing necessarily. It was very convincing, especially with what had happened to that person, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's, uh, it's funny um you know how the original Spider-Man game, you're like, "Well, we don't have to worry about the origin story. It 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 jumps you right into you know who Peter Parker is." What's funny, what's really brilliant about the original Spider-Man is we didn't even realize that they were giving us, they were they were going ahead and giving us Miles' origin story in that game. Yeah. So when you get to this game, you don't need an origin story. It was so brilliant the way they, they pulled mm-hmm. that off. It's like, here's Miles Morales. You know what happened to him. You know who he is now. Yes. And where, and where you start completely makes sense because now it's a year later. So he's been doing the whole Spider-Man game for a while. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I really appreciated the approach, um, you know, collectively it's, it's probably, probably two of my favorite games of, um, Oh yeah. Last generation.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah. I agree. Like if someone just said like, what is the just most easy, accessible, fun thing of this generation now, I would say like, just play the two Spider-Man games. You you can get lost in those for 40 hours if you want, or you could get done with them in a weekend, I think. And you would have a blast either way, right? Um, so it has I, the
1: beauty of having the same template as the first game. Chris, do you want to sort of introduce the audience to maybe some, what what's, uh, what's special about Miles?
0: <laughs> so for those who don't know about I, I, Miles, Miles has two unique abilities that Peter does not, which is that, one, he has this kind of ability to generate kinetic energy, which here they call Venom uh i'm guessing yeah (laughs) i'm guessing a nice nod to the series Uh, i would be shocked if we don't get venom at some point um you know especially with that end of the first
1: playable dlc character too
0: yeah um and then uh the other thing he can do is he can basically make himself turn invisible why is driver easy starting right now my computer i do not understand you sometimes um (laughs) sorry but um all those things you download right (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh but you know and and like that's that's the fun part here is that even though the majority of the gameplay at its core feels the same right like it's that classic you know doing square punches sometimes holding down to make sure they fly up in the air and then doing more punches into a sweeping kick or whatever, or then like shooting webbing out and pulling, uh, you know, uh, some grabbable device and spinning around and hurling it at the enemies. Um, where it feels like in the core Spider-Man game, Peter has a lot more gadgets at his disposal to use. Like Miles does not have a ton of them. I think he's got like maybe three at most, four, and like one of those is just like web you know uh, balls and stuff like that Uh, miles here can kind of as he's doing these combos against enemies build up that venom enemy or uh, energy and then just do these huge super attacks um, which are really great for like heavies um, or people that if you've got like three or four that are really close right uh, that even open possibility of more combos (laughs) uh, you know coming forward and then on top of that, like when you're doing the more stealthy parts on the, of the gameplay and you get the camo ability, you can do things like say, oh, let me go camo first, jump down and tackle this guy. So this way no one's going to see me and then, you know, get right out of there real quick. Right. Or if I get caught, I can go ahead and go camo, get out of there, swing around to some other part where all the enemies are not at reset and let them reset and go back to the stealth <laughs> gameplay that I like, you know?
1: Yeah. I found my, it was interesting that um, it, it felt like aside from, so there were three combat uh, trees mm-hmm. for you to, to fill your experience points. The one was basic combat. The other was venom. The other was invisibility. But aside from the, the, the invisibility tree, both the combat and the venom sort of, supported each other. It, yeah. It was like yeah. uh both of them sort of fed into the whole Venom ability. And and you know, once you geez, toward the I guess the last thirty or forty percent of the game you you discover this insane power <laughs> yeah, with Venom. Um but I thought it was a neat approach, you know, and y- you know, you kinda had to come up with an idea and luckily the lore supported your ability to improve co- combat and gameplay mm-hmm. you know it, you know it's like you, uh, you, you don't fr- you forget what peter said at the beginning of the game and you're like man i'm kind of jealous of this <laughs> and you can you can really you know go what do you need peter for <laughs> i also like like
0: even with all when that stuff webs, that's really cute <laughs> I, I like with all that stuff like where he's still not like peter parker is in no way like i guess um uh, cynical towards My- miles having these additional abilities over him right yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. i also like the fact that the few moments that they are in the game because for the most part is miles's game like yeah. they you do get like these are two different people like he is still peter parker is still the wisecracking comedian as he's fighting whereas miles is just more like oh god let's just not die and not mess <laughs> this up for everyone you know they're Stop, in two different please, places let's,
1: quit fighting me yes um but yeah the game you know one of the you know one of the addicting things the most addicting things um that really feeds your desire to want to platinum these games is the unlockable suits they're just so addictive to get a hold of i went after yeah, i one. will i will admit that this in this in this particular playthrough i didn't really unlock a whole lot probably maybe four or five there was uh, because, one and and that's what's that
0: there was one I eyed as soon as I knew it was in this game, and I'm sure it's the one that everyone else eyed mm. <laughs> in this game, and that's what I went for. Did you get it? Uh, yes. I was like, I didn't care about spending uh, upgrade stuff on that, except for that one suit. Mm. And I'm sure yeah, you could, could figure out which one. I did go get, I also got the animated one, um, too, because I really liked the animated one from uh, the original. Like it just looks so cool to see something that looks like a TV show going in a way in a realistic city. You're like, this is different. But now, yeah, I went for the, uh, I would think like, whereas in the original game it felt like a lot of people were like, Oh, I need to get that, uh, you know, that suit from uh civil war. I think it felt like at the time, right. Um, Mm -hmm. this time for me, I was like, I'm getting the, into the spireverse suit like there was just never a question i was going to get the into the Verse suit
1: <laughs> well, i didn't you know i didn't i didn't even really bother with that one mm. so i looked at the um I, well that, that kind of leads into my second thing where where it could have been so easy for insomniac to just sort of take the body type of mm-hmm. peter parker and just make that the avatar whenever he was in his suit sure i mean would anybody be the wiser that kind of thing but they gave him sort of a different you know he they gave him that sort of it sounds so creepy you knew you were playing as a teenager you know this young kid uh even even the How manual, did you know that John? What, well well <laughs> just the mannerisms when he's swinging through New York City he if you if you if you compare the two and I hate that we keep trying to compare and contrast the games but they even took time to design his movements while yes. he's swinging through the city they're you know they're, they're a little bit more playful and clumsy but you know but, but with 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 the same with the same fluidic action sure. uh, that the other games known for um, you know i got to say with the open world it pretty much had like you said the same structure the same um, kind of the same gameplay loop as the other one just Just tighter just just tighter and i will say from my perspective and this is where i go back to what i said about Mm -hmm. trade-offs you know it gave you this open world and it gave you the same types of things to pursue the same type of side activities um with maybe some some tweaks here and there but it when you're playing the 30 to 40 hour robust game that was the original spider-man you constantly heard peter or somebody calling in going man i gotta go do this really pushing you towards the next thing Mm -hmm. in the main story and it was an easier thing to do because there was so much more content to the main story that you could see yourself going oh i can do one or two main story missions then stop and go start playing around in the city Mm mm-hmm with Miles constantly, I felt like Miles in this game was constantly driving me forward in the story. Um, That's fair. And, and, and all of a sudden I hit this spot in the game where it says, this is, you're about to go into the ending of this game. Are you mm-hmm. sure you want to proceed because there's no going back? And I went, gosh, that happened fast. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how um, how much I left on the board that I wasn't able to do because the story is more concise. Mm -hmm. The story is more, you know, linear in that way. The problem I had with it was every time, every time you get a break, you immediately hear you say to Genki or your, or your mother calls you and says, Oh, you got to go meet this person at, you know, the cathedral, that kind of thing. So while a larger, robust open world game, is more forgiving that way. Mm-hmm. This one, when it kept driving you and just said, "Go do this, go do this, go do this," it made me not pay as much attention to what the what what the game offered me aside from the main story. But I gotta give I gotta give him props for the uh, for the app. Mm-hmm. There's it's this like- whole side story arc. There's almost like the, the the game has two storylines. Yeah, uh, there's there's the uh, neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Right. Like where, but like you're-
1: the Harlem, you you becoming the guardian of Harlem or whatever. Yeah. I didn't really finish that storyline, but I but because I was disappointed when it said, you know, mm-hmm. one you do a podcast, you kind of want to try to get the story done before you talk about a game if you can. Um. But I kept, you know, it. It. I, I hope I have time during the holidays to go back and 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 experience this game a little bit more the way it was meant to
0: yeah i thought i actually i think the app is one of the best additions because sure i mean like before it felt like with spider-man one of the parts that kind of sucked when you were trying to platinum it was you just have to swing around these burrows until a random crime just spreed on you right mm-hmm. and then you had to do a certain number of them for like per area and it was it was i don't know it was kind of a pain sometimes um but with this like you literally you pull up this app and you have two things you have these basic side story missions for Harlem and then you just have random crimes going on uh that are throughout the city not like just you know it, you know two or three in a borough that you have to clear it's like no 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 here's this encounter here's this encounter um so y- you could go do those things um like I would always if I was just swinging around to something I would pull that up and be like, Oh, that one's right around the corner. Let's do that real quick. And every now and then you'll hear someone maybe radio in one of those as well, if you're near it. So that, I feel like that's a little bit more tighter. I do think the thing I ignored the most were, uh, the bad guys, like layers of operation that they had going on. Like I, and, and to be fair, I was in the same way. Like that was probably the one side activity. I did not do that much in the original with the, uh, what were they called? The demon's mask? Demon, Demon something. I don't know. You <laughs> oh, it been... had to do them because you got the platinum
1: on it, right? So you yeah, it I w. did do
0: that. I'm saying like it was one that I waited until like I was uh, pretty much near the end of the game before I did it. Um, to me, I spent the most time doing that because, you know, with each
1: section it says for extra activity coins or something mm-hmm. you got to do, you know, three stuns, yeah, three yeah. air kicks during combat. You know, I'm doing this one, and, and that's one of the things about the combat here. I got to tell you, I've, I have was not impressed with my combat skills in this game. When, <laughs> you know, when in the original game, by the end of it, I was like never, they weren't touching me. They, yeah. It might be the occasional slap in the face, or maybe I stepped back once I was, or twice. I was definitely much
0: more reserved to make sure I was yeah. ready to hit the O button or you yeah. know, whatever to dodge out of the way of something. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I go into this lair in Miles Morales, and it says, you know, those those token, extra token points. It goes, do a 60-hit combo. I'm like, that's not happening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd still be there trying to do that. So, I don't know. I guess that goes with the length of this game. You know, with Spider-Man, with the original Spider-Man, you had more time to become yeah, more acclimated. And I don't know. I just never got the... I never got a really good rhythm with the combat and it's mm. the camp, combat's combat. not any different.
0: No. Um,
1: no, It's just my rhythm was off this whole time. But I think um, with that being said, it did not take away from my absolute, you know, joy. enjoyment. Of
0: it. I, I did also like, um, so, you know, in the original game you had taskmaster giving you all the challenges to do and those kind of towards the yeah. end of it, it, it like, especially when you were trying to get the higher level ones to get the platinum Yeah, they got so, whereas I like the way they did it.
1: I'm trying to platinum that because of those. those Yeah.
0: Like I liked to hear how it was. Oh, one, I like the setup more because the idea of this janky digital version of Spider-Man training you is quite funny to listen to as you're trying to execute these things. But two, (laughs) I like that basically you just had three of each. Right. So, and and they weren't necessarily the hardest things ever. It was just like, here's a unique spin to each one of them as far as like, you know, like for instance, for the combat, I think like the second one, you could only do damage to people like it only counted when you were hitting them in the air. So it was, you know, it was all about the different ways. And like, you know, in the first game, there was primarily one way to get someone in the air versus here. Like using that Venom smash thing that puts like three people up in the air at once is just, uh, it's quite fun to zip around and see how many hits you can get in one little go. Um, I liked that. And then the other big thing was, I don't want to say the character, but the part of the game where you're looking for audio samples was really cool because it actually paid off narratively. Like gives you a really cool story and context to uh, what happened there. Um, like, and I thought that was like a better use of exploring New York city as a touristy thing than say the original game where it was just kind of going and trying to take these photographs at different areas. Right. Like that was the collectors for that. And that was, that just got old. Like I I liked the sound one. And then also finding the, um, again, similar more so to the, to the first game, uh, the, was it the time capsules that had been placed throughout the city because those had some really good Easter eggs in there. Um, But, you know, uh, I I just, I think like for the most part, the side stuff. Yeah. I agree with you. It didn't feel like it was driving you towards that. It for the most part is driving you towards the main story. I would just tell people if there is one thing you're going to deviate off and do, I would tell you, with the app, the main side missions that are on there, it's very beneficial and really builds a narrative for you later on if you go and you do those. So just make sure you go do that. Everything else is really kind of an do. optional, hey, are you enjoying this? Or are you not? And that's kind of what you want with an open world game, right? Like, I don't have to do everything, but I want stuff that when I see it, if I like it, it's there for me to do. Yeah, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, one thing I would also say about uh, the PS5... Um, the um, the animations and and the set pieces, while that, while I'm sure that they're spectacular, still on PS4 or amazing, uh, they were just, oh man, um, ultimate, the cost, the, yeah, ultimate, um, the, the the just the costumes and the way they looked, you could see each individual fiber on mm. on uh, Miles's costume
0: did you end up leaning more towards doing the fps or the ray tracing
1: i did the ray tracing okay. with I, you know i tried it the other way and it was like yeah this is this is definitely this is definitely performance this is 60 frames but mm-hmm. um when you when you can when you contrast that by flying through the air and you can see the glimmer on the streets and your reflection in a building yeah. i was like oh, yeah this is just nice
0: this is <laughs> pretty. i like looking
1: at it it's pretty
0: <laughs> i look pretty so, yeah <laughs> Now you have to go play control with ray tracing.
1: Nice, <laughs> that's kind of above my budget right now. So
0: ooh, um, but yeah, you know, um, I think um, John, unless you've got more, you wanna, I just want to see what they're doing next. I mean,
1: what is the I plan for the future of this? Like, we are we talking about you know Gwen Stacy becoming? You know, are they are they doing a Spider-Verse type thing in this in this series or, you know, what are they doing? Well, yeah. this is
0: a, that's the most interesting thing is like when you think of the comics in here and even, you know, Spider-Verse, right? Like there's never been this instance where really you do have Peter Parker and Miles Morales together. So they, mm-hmm. you know, like that's what I like about Insomniac is that they're willing to look at all these set pieces and not just say, well, what can we do that would just be the comics in a way and, and give a lot of fan service. Like it make people happy. Kind of like how we were talking with star Wars does uh, some of the times like they're more. So I think first and foremost, they're concerned about was the emotional attachment. Like how do we make people invest into these characters? But then two, how can we take some of the things and inspire man, whatever version we're looking at, and create something that is distinctly ours, right? Like, that was the problem, I think, with Avengers, the video game. never really felt anything distinctly theirs. It just felt like this is what an Avengers game should look like. Um, this feels not like, hey, we're trying to make Homecoming the game or Far From Home the game. We are here and we are trying to make a unique Spider-Man game in the way that, like, how... Arkham Asylum was for Batman and all that that feels unique and you know it's just one more uh, way to experience a hero you really enjoy right and that's what they do really 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 well um, and I, I yeah I would love it like I almost want the next one to be multiplayer and like you know me and you can just flip a coin to who's Miles and who's Peter right and well what,
1: what is PS4's Spider-Man game takes place in a different universe than the PS5 remaster of Spider-Man. That'd be crazy. Because both Peter Parker's don't look the same.
0: <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs> Apparently we got a sweats, sweatsuit uh, suit uh, Spider-Man this time, right? <laughs> As right. opposed to uh, <laughs> Chris Pine Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, John, if you were going to give this game a Richard right now, what, what do you think you would give it?
1: I think it's deserving of a nine point five. That's kind of where I'm at. Can
0: I say I, I agree with you?
1: Uh, it was bound to happen. I hope the universe doesn't implode on the
0: <laughs> Just hear hear the meteor coming down. <laughs>
1: everybody hug your loved ones <laughs> it's over <laughs> 2020 clarissa yeah, just walks in what did you do <laughs> <laughs> i agreed with chris no! <laughs> but yeah i can't recommend this game enough you know uh, and and chris you you would argue that uh this game is you know highly high quality on ps4
0: oh god yes that's that's what i was saying like i went and watched a comparison video and you know, as soon as I watched the video, I was I was I was completely sold. And then once I started playing it, it it you know I think I, the only part maybe I would miss right is the because of the dual sense, and I know it does have the haptic feedback on there, right? And everyone says that you can actually feel that tension uh, as you pull those especially triggers,
1: especially during uh, Miles's electricity.
0: Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's where it really that's where that—that's what's probably going to make me whenever I do get a PS5 go back and re-experience this some again. But yeah, like PS4 Pro, I, I can't speak for the PS4, but the Pro at least is totally, totally fine, you know, to play on. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Well, guys, go play Spider-Man Miles Morales so you can get a hold yeah. of it.
0: And I will say one last thing. I did not expect to have tears the way I did at the end of the first game and damn it on some insomniac you, you did it again yeah, you they, did it. they, they yeah. just know how to tug at them heartstrings, don't they
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay you can let it go <laughs> never
0: <laughs> I'll never <laughs> let you go uh, you want to do some news let's do this All right. hot off the press and straight to your ears weekly games chat presents the news Hey, I mean, we kind of did that right yeah we don't need him <laughs> we never did
1: what's his name again
0: i don't even remember he's not gonna listen to this so it's not like he's yeah, gonna he hear can. all these digs He definitely won't make it to the news section Yeah, he won't <laughs>
1: well we'll uh we'll kick this off ladies and gentlemen so the uh we're having a next gen crime drama Ooh. um what if i told you i should do this in the uh morpheus voice
0: what if I told you? What if I told you?
1: What if I told you your PS5 was stolen by a gang? Well, that's exactly what ha- what's happening to many consoles in the United Kingdom. The, the Times reports that the PS5s, that PS5s, along with other high-end electronics, have been stolen from trucks in movement on at least 27 occasions in the UK this year. The technique used is called a rollover. Um, this involves multiple cars boxing in a moving truck with one person tied to a rope, leaving the car in the back to get close and gain access to the back door and throw the stolen goods. This is almost too good to be true. Uh, stolen goods back into the car that they vacated quote, hmm. rollovers uh, have become a popular tactic. According to one source guaranteed, we see this as a side mission in GTA six. So this is like straight out of fast and furious. That's why I was just
0: thinking <laughs> it's, just it's, like, like, it's all about family. You know, They're doing this for family.
1: It's like you call, I don't know, you call UPS or Amazon and you go, what's up with my PS5 order? And they tell you this story mm-hmm. about, well, ma'am, you see, there's this thing that where these gangs are boxing in these trucks. Uh, uh, sir, are you saying the, this truck is in movement when this is happening? Yes, it's a—it's actually a heist. <laughs> it's like the dog ate my homework kind of crap. Italian job. You're not going to believe this is true.
0: (laughs) It's just like, as soon as you start reading, though, I'm like, yeah, this sounds like something that would happen in England. (laughs) Like when you watch movies like um, Snatch and, you know, (laughs) like that. (laughs) Anything like that, you know, uh, Locked Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
1: it's almost, you can almost imagine it being a parody in GTA 6.
0: Yes, speaking of parodies. Uh, oh. <laughs> SNL and Eminem have teamed up to make a parody targeting the, uh, scarcity of the PS five around the holidays. Pete Davidson starred in the video portraying an obsessive fan. I believe his name was Stu, uh, yeah. who frequently writes to Santa Claus and hopes, uh, he can help him to secure a PS five for Christmas. As with the stand character from Eminem's famous song from 2000, Marshall Manners LP, for those wanting reference that are young, uh, the character gets darker and more enraged slash depressed as his Christmas wishes continue to remain unanswered. The song also portrays parodies of Elton John and Dido, with Eminem making a cameo at the end. Uh, the song was written to poke fun at the unprecedented demand for the PS5, particularly around holidays yeah Yeah, i I,
1: I would just encourage everybody to go watch that part it's pretty funny
0: i was like as soon as it started i was like i know what you're doing i remember this video but then the part that really got me was when he's really enraged and he's like hey santa i drank a fifth of eggnog dare me to drive and i was like oh lord but i remember that line
1: davidson is like the perfect guy for this yes yes
0: he puts on he looks
1: he almost looks like a drugged out Eminem if you want to
0: yeah it's it's like Pete Davidson doesn't do a ton of things on SNL right but usually when he does one it it hits it like he just knows how to do these short video things that are solid every time it was it was great and then yeah to see at the end Eminem going like a PS5 the heck <laughs> thanks Santa
1: <laughs> didn't even ask for this yeah yeah
0: it was like, you got to love Eminem. That, that surprised me that he was willing to do that because he's pretty restrictive sometimes.
1: Well, Chris, maybe Stu can get a PS5 from the president of Naughty Dog. Oh. Ooh. So Naughty Dog has announced that Neil Druckmann, the writer and director behind The Last of Us series and Uncharted 4, just to name a few, has been named co-president of the company. Hmm. Neil has led the direction of Naughty Dog's biggest games for the better part of a decade. Co-president Evan Wells stated... Quote, we have such an incredible team at naughty dog and being able to work alongside every one of them is especially meaningful these days i feel proud of the team when i'm able to recognize their accomplishments and co- contributions uh of the studio mm-hmm. and i think uh, i think you know regardless of your opinion of the guy i think he has proven himself to be the most valuable name at that company right um, i think you know this this could have been a couple of years delayed because, you know, they probably were like, you know, finish this game, get it wrapped up and we'll talk about your next career goals. But very well, uh, very well um, deserved. And congratulations to uh, Mr. Druckman.
0: Yeah, I figure Nye Dog had two choices, which was either make him co-president and therefore give him more money and incentive to stay or else fear that at any point, Neil Druckmann could just go, well, guys, I feel like my work here is complete. Um, thanks for the great memories and I'm going to go off and form my own studio and do my own thing. Right. And that's, that's always the fear when you have a guy like this. Um, so yeah, good on you now, dog. <laughs> At least the we, next,
1: the next Assassin's Creed directed by Neil
0: Druckmann. Oh Lord, that would be so <laughs> I, weird. And John, And John goes, I hate this game. <laughs> if I had a scene where, man, I just, like you ended Ezio, (laughs) that would feel, that would feel appropriate. Uh, You know, but as one person, John was promoted, another at a famous studio left. Uh, EA has announced that Casey Hudson, the general manager at Bioware and Mark Dura, the executive producer on the future Dragon Age game will be leaving the company. Despite this change in leadership, the company maintains that nothing is changing for the release of Anthem next, Dragon Age 4, and Mass Effect plans going forward. According to Chief Studio Officer Laura Mele, quote, They will always be an important part of the studio's history. We appreciate their many contributions, and we look forward to seeing what they'll do next. According to Casey Hudson, he says, It's not an easy decision to make, and big changes like this always come with a certain degree of sadness. I will miss being able to work every day with our inspiring developers on the biggest and most exciting projects I can imagine. But I also know that this is a good time for a change for both myself and BioWare. It's profound and humbling to look back on decades long career and think about the things we've achieved together. It's hard to make the decision to move on, but I'm excited for what's next for all of us. Uh,
1: Chris, uh, as someone who was very much, who was very much looking forward to mass effect Andromeda, yeah. um, you recall if he, I don't remember. Did he jump in? He in jumped in late.
0: Like he was yeah. 2017. And I think no. So that would have been after like, yeah. Cause I believe mass effect Andromeda was 2016. Maybe it was that year. It was our like right around when Andromeda was coming out. Right. Or right afterwards. Um,
1: I just always felt like he got thrown into the middle of so many productions that he was never able to get control of. Yeah. It's almost like it it always felt like it was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Uh, Um, And he was never able to get his footing or get control over these projects.
0: Yeah, I feel, um, I really, I'm worried about Bioware now. Um, like the person that they've put in charge now, no offense to them, but they're like the person who's in charge of Anthem next. So it's not like they have some big success that I can look to and say like, well, when they get their ducks in a row, you know, you get some great stuff, right? Like if they had said, Hey, Casey Hudson's leaving, but Mark Dura is stepping up to be the GM now. Right. And he's going to keep doing Dragon Age. I'd be like, All right. But now I'm in this double place where the one thing that's been holding up Bioware this generation is Dragon Age Inquisition. And the people who worked on that are leaving the studio. And the guy who gave you your best games, who came back and was supposed to help get the ship righted, has decided just after three years that apparently he doesn't think it's worth to stay riding the ship, right? Well, so, I, think
1: you take, I think you took a big beating with Anthem.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Um,
1: I almost wonder how much... Whether it was his fault or not, the PR for that alone, Mm -hmm. whether he believed... You know, I can see somebody, whether they believe in what they're doing or not, when you Mm -hmm. get pummeled public relations-wise over work conditions over Anthem, that probably took a heavy toll on his ability to do his job effectively. True. Um, You know, I
0: just EA just, to me, isn't... Of all the major studios out there, they are just in the biggest mess right now, right? Like, Squadrons is the only thing in recent memory that I can recall came out and got an all-right, you know, uh, reception. That was mainly because, one, it was like a $40 game, right? And they didn't really go too far off the map. I guess also I'm forgetting a Jedi Fallen Order, so I should yeah, give some sure. respect there. That
1: game there. is still, you know tons of copies yeah like
0: it it seems like I, i guess i should say the folks over at um respawn are the biggest bright spot right now there right ea motive is an all right one and dice i think when they let dice do what they're supposed to do they still make great battlefield games right um but when you look at everything else it just follows this pattern where they go and acquire something And instead of just empowering it and getting behind it and committing all its resources to it, they basically say, make the thing that sold the stuff before, Um, (laughs) do it in this time frame no matter what, and use these resources, even though that's not how you made the thing before. Uh, and
1: Make the it, thing that sold the stuff.
0: It, it's like even like you think of their 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 more long term stuff, like, and you think of where Madden was in two thousand ten, and where it is today. When you think of FIFA or NHL, where they are today, Need for Speed, where it is now versus ten years ago, you know, and then of course the big ones being the Bioware games, right? <laughs> There's just not any of them that haven't taken some sort of major hit, and at some point you're just going to realize that, yeah, either these things are just going to continue to wander in the desert or eventually EA is going to get out of its own way and, and tell its board to shut up, right, and say, trust us and we will get you great products that make a lot of money if you just let us run this thing as it needs to be ran as opposed to what you want in your bank account tomorrow, right? Look,
1: well, guys, I think it's time to acknowledge that the answer is Dead Space 4.
0: (laughs) I would totally be on board with that. But who's going to make that now? Right? All those people are gone. I'd let Respawn do it. I'm fine with that. I really would. I'm fine
1: with that. I think they would would kill it.
0: They need to go look at Capcom. Because if you remember, Capcom in like 2015 felt like they were in the wilderness. And since Mm -hmm. then... They figured it out. They said, look, we're going to focus on doing these remakes for Resident Evil, and we're going to make them very good. We're going to target to do a new Resident Evil about every two, three years. And we're going to make, make them-
1: Monster Hunter world more approachable than the other games.
0: Exactly. We're going, you know, and now the rumors of Street Fighter 6 coming out after they really built a good community around Street Fighter 5 over a number of years. And, and and rescuing uh, Devil May Cry. You know, like that was a series they had tried to relaunch before and did it terribly, and then they went back to people who had done it and were really good at these types of games and knew what the you know what gamers were looking for, and that was probably one of the big hits that came out.
1: Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of purists, hated Mega Man Eleven, but it was commercially mm. successful. Sure, so I think we're going to stick with that. But yeah, there's a you know you're right. EA just has to get out of its own way. Mm-hmm. They need to get out of they need to get out of their studio's way. They, they have to record Bioware. You know their template, their talent, they're there. They just got to be allowed yes. to make a product that works for, you know what they're what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Anthem. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do to it. Mm-hmm. I think the, I think the um, game gaming as a service model has proven to be virtually ineffective, with the exception of maybe two properties out there. But you know, I, th- I think I think Bioware was like, so you want us to make a games as a service? what okay yeah uh,
0: why because destiny we'll, that's we'll
1: why we'll give it a shot we'll give it a shot yeah um but in, yeah um just make a dead space we'll be all right
0: <laughs> i'd be fine with that actually
1: casey hudson go make a dead space
0: <laughs> maybe they need to call the folks at call of duty because they know how to make money
1: well the the guy the guy um who made dead space was with sledgehammer originally or maybe he yeah. Was, no. You you missed,
0: by the way, you totally missed that transition. (laughs) You mean the pivot? Yes.
1: (laughs) Speaking of Call of Duty, uh, it's still raking in the dough. uh, Accidental. Activision has revealed that the Call of Duty franchise has surpassed $3 billion in the last 12 months. Or according to Activision, net bookings are, quote, an operating metric that is designed that is defined as the net amount of products and services sold digitally or sold in physically in the period and includes license fees, merchandise and publisher, publisher incentives among others, and is equal to net revenues, excluding the impact from deferrals. Hmm. Activision further revealed that 200 million people have played a game in the Call of Duty franchise in 2020. A Hmm. big contributing factor to this is of no surprise. Call of Duty Warzone which has a player base, uh, a player count of 85 million since its launch. That's That's still pretty small compared to other, you know, I think Fortnite still has 300 million. Um, Yeah.
0: I feel like the, but the thing is like Fortnite is just so more open to, you know. Oh yeah. Warzone is your daddy's. Yeah, exactly. uh,
1: You know, game. Yeah. You know, Aiden Aiden downloaded Warzone because his friends were, you know, playing and he's like yeah i'm gonna give this a try he's like he gets into a match he's like nope <laughs> i can't <laughs> build up not, the stuffs <laughs> i i can't build anything there's
0: blood everywhere
1: uh, yeah i don't have all these neon weapons where's wolverine <laughs> 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 so oh.
0: yeah uh john apparently they're gonna try do packs next year we'll see yeah, if it happens
1: got <laughs> we got a vaccine it's it's over now <laughs>
0: Uh, the dates for PAX have been revealed for 2021. According to a statement on Twitter, PAX team revealed that the events will begin in the latter half of the year. So that's probably a smart call. Uh, right now you can go to PAX East, uh, the week before my birthday, it looks like June 3rd to June 6th in the West. It'll be September 3rd to September 6th. Uh, they're not announcing PAX Australia. I guess that is. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's Austin. Uh, and then finally, uh, for PAX Unplug, it'll be next December through 10th through the 12th. So, just about the time you're getting this into your years, you can go to PAX Unplug in here. Uh, PAX South is currently not in the pipeline for 2021 and is being readied for 2022. The organization is approaching this with a quote, optimistic and safety in mind. I can't So,
1: that. Chris, do you want to shoot for June 3rd? You ready to do this?
0: <laughs> Look, I'm trying to convince myself that I could go to Bonnaroo and be okay next year if I wanted to.
1: <laughs> when is it?
0: Uh, it's usually in June. Yeah, yeah. About you'll
1: the be same fine. time. <laughs> yeah. This vaccine is like, uh, what is They say that 95% effective at preventing the virus. Yes. And if you get it, it's 99 point good. You know, like it's not going to be no, nowhere near as bad. Yeah. yeah it's staving off symptoms. So we've, uh, we've kicked COVID in the face. Just got to get over. them out. <laughs> That's right.
0: Um, kind of like the battle pass for sea of yeah. thieves. The I, vaccine what? is your battle pass
1: to packs. <laughs> there we go. That's better. <laughs> sea of thieves battle pass, uh, will introduce a seasonal progression system in January, 2021, alongside a battle pass with free and premium options. Rare is moving away from the monthly update model and going seasonal starting with January 2021. Each season will feature regular and featured live events as well as new rewards for pirate outlaws to uncover. You will progress through 100 levels of pirate renown in each season, unlocking new rewards for your pirate player, character, and their ship. This will be separate from the existing progression system and players who reach pirate legend will get specialized exclusive rewards as part of this new progression Mm -hmm. system. A premium tier of the Battle Pass known as Plunder Pass will be available and offer more unique rewards and exclusive items from the Pirate Emporium. Chris, I'm surprised to this day that this game is still going strong. It's one of those games that if I didn't have a podcast to constantly play Mm -hmm. new stuff, which I'm grateful for, I'd be one of those guys that would probably spend a lot of time in this game. (laughs) Yeah, there is, is it,
0: just so many crazy, unique things that can happen, and I think that's like that was the idea from the beginning. It just needed more supporting content, but now that mm-hmm. that content is there, it's like you just have these people that love the idea of every day going out there, and they just don't know what's going to happen, right? Like yeah. the story could be anything that day. And um, if you have
1: if you have Mike D on your crew, you do not know what's
0: going to happen. <laughs> that's completely- true. And you get great jokes if you're slacking right. off at any moment. Thanks, John. Got it. Yeah. Uh, CES keynote for uh, AMD. AMD has note, uh, or announced that they're holding a virtual keynote on January 12th from 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that's uh, 11 to 12 here on the East Coast. The showcase and keynote suggest, quote, a showcase of product demos and groundbreaking innovation that AMD and partners are driving through their technologies based on the history of these events with AMD. We could expect new lines of CPUs and GPUs, maybe like offshoots of like lower specs. I could see that Mm -hmm. because they don't really have a, you know, Nvidia just put out the 3060 TI. So I would imagine they're going to have one that's similar. If not, maybe a little bit less than that, right? Trying to have the cheapest one on the market for those Maybe new... Maybe a new
1: Ryzen 3 CPU.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, the big stuff is out. I don't think that's uh, changing anytime soon. By the way, if everyone starts hearing a bunch of button presses in about three minutes, I'm on Newegg right now, because uh, apparently there's about to be a restock of 3080, so uh, just no keeping good. that in mind. Maybe I'll patch one out. Let me try to buy one. Oh, wait, hold Take, on. hold on. Steal deal from Chris. Oh. <laughs> Finally this week.
1: But we've got a nice patch coming, Chris.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently. This is, this
1: is good. This is a good one. Um, This has been a weird... Um, Week? Review for this game. <laughs> yeah. I um, read some interesting articles about it. <laughs> yeah. From my f- two favorite websites. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 has received a 43 gig pre-launch patch on Xbox, with many receiving another update at launch. According to a CD Projekt Red employee, Dreamcast Guy uh, received an Xbox version of the game early due to a retail error and posted a tweet showing the 43 gig patch for the game. CD uh, Projekt Red later clarified to Dreamcast Guy that, quote, it's not the update we'll have for launch. A further day one patch will come around the launch on December 10th. Speaking of patches, these will be intended to address widespread bugs that have been reported. Reps Mm -hmm. at CD Projekt Red have indicated that Cyberpunk 2077 will be a, quote, different game with an upcoming console update. They will also confirm that the Day Zero patch, and that's the, the patch that reviewers got, um, this patch includes some but not all of the launch version's fixes reported by reviews but even so Chris you've probably read that even with this day zero patch they're still experiencing uh, a number of issues. Yeah. Um, it, most of them say this doesn't take away from the game itself but you know it's uh, like it's interesting.
0: It sounded like some people got the day zero patch some didn't. It also oh, sounds like <laughs> it sounds like Nvidia hasn't put impu- or didn't put out their full final optimization patch for these people, like mm-hmm. from what they're saying, like because they were saying don't benchmark this game, you know, in advance because it was going likely you're going to get like, I think like one person did and like a 3090 was the only thing that was able to hit 60 frames per second in 4k at this moment. Um, but yeah, it's been a really confusing thing. Like, I don't know if they've done anything to really harm themselves because this game is just like a so hyped. Right. <laughs> um, and then be, uh, you know, like, I, I just think people who want this game are going to get it no matter what has been said about it. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't see that changing because there's just not an art game like that out right now. Um, But, yeah, like, their decisions as far as, like, what you could and could not show in reviews. And, you know, the fact that they pretty much seem to say to all the uh, YouTubers outside of a few select ones, like, you're not getting it early. The fact that they're not showing it on console until this patch is out. And then the fact that they seem to let everyone play this game with a version that obviously had a lot of bugs. I'm just like, hmm. Maybe it would have been better if you just let the reviews, you know, go live with the game, right?
1: They were already I was reading articles <clears throat> a day before reviews came out. Did they come out today?
0: They came out yesterday. That's what I thought. Oh, I Monday. can't
1: remember what day it is. Um saying that a lot of people aren't going to be getting review copies until yeah, the day of the day of the day of launch. Um mm. so I was expecting much less um reviews out there and last time i checked there were 43 but this is like the first time that i can recall seeing you know how metacritic has click on playstation and see how it looks on playstation see how it looks on you know you look on those and there's no reviews on the console versions of this game it is all pc at least the last time i checked all 43 of these reviews are on pc and you know, I was I was still kind of going back and forth like what version would I get if I get this game? And I was just I was like, I really would just rather play this hundred and seventy hour game mm-hmm. um on a couch. I don't <laughs> still, blame you. So sitting at my you know, my PC and playing it. But the fact that, you know, you're still they're not you're 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 not getting a next gen title yet, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't I just don't know what I'm gonna do at this point. I haven't decided. They, yeah. Because I'm, I'm I'm not clear that CD Projekt Red seems to be suggesting that the patch, the day one patch, is going to significantly improve the version of the game for next gen consoles. They're not saying it's the patch mm-hmm. that's coming, but they're saying that it's gonna, you know, be a booster for. I PS4. think even
0: for current yeah. gen, like they're saying, you know, like yeah. hey, if we had let you play this. Uh, prior to this patch coming out it would have been fundamentally two different experiences right
1: fundamentally um, fundamentally yeah I don't, I don't know
0: but like just every way that they've approached this and then like you know stuff with like dream guy uh dreamcast guy like where you know you get the game early right like through no no fault of your own yep. and then you're saying like well you can't post gameplay they're like doing they're not doing copyright strikes but but they're they are doing uh dma takedowns on it, yeah, right?
1: Idian's review was all stock footage. It was all yeah. B roll,
0: and like they told him, like even though he made a review video and everything, that he couldn't post it um, because it was using gameplay footage until uh, Wednesday, I think is. I'm guessing because the uh, the game is actually technically releasing 7 p.m. Eastern Standard tomorrow because it's going on off of GMT time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know it. I don't think like, I don't think their marketing department did them any favors to the lead up of, uh, the launch of this, you know, um, they were being very control controlling in a way that wasn't clear and seems manipulative, uh, manipulative, right. Um, to say we want what we want and, and we're being very transparent what we want right now is for you just to look at cool images that we put out versus what this game was like for the reviewer until you've got your game in hand. Um, and I, I just think it would have been, like I said, kind of better to be quiet and say, you know, yeah, guess what? You're not going to get any reviews on this game until after it's out. And yeah, you know, that sucks. And I don't like that. But I like that a heck of a lot more than you just trying to manipulate people into painting an image of what this game is for your own marketing purposes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is uh this is surprising. I mean, for years this has been you know, the game that everybody in the media talks about that note that the, that the fan base never got to see you go behind doors at E3, mm-hmm. you get to see this and everybody's talking about what an amazing thing this is going to be. So it, the hype has been so huge huge, and it's interesting that it's, you know, it's, it's just been this, this asteroid just coming, just spiraling towards the planet. And then there's this, there's this group that's really hit back at it. Um, so it's going to be not for this podcast, obviously, but it's going to be, a, I just see it being a central topic in the games media about what game should be and what this game promised and what it didn't deliver. It, there's going yeah. to be some culture, interesting cultural discussions about, about the impact of this title. I can just see it coming for sure. Much like the last of us part two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was definitely probably the most similar thing. I mean, <laughs> Outside of like, I guess their thing was they had the big leak or whatever, right? the hack or yeah. whatever. Um, and
1: you thought it was about to happen again, yeah? Because they told you that this title is apparently leaked. <laughs> uh, so uh, luckily, I haven't I haven't seen anything, but yeah. I haven't really been looking.
0: I've heard one spoiler, and when I heard it, I was like, "Well, given what I saw earlier on their Twitter feed, like maybe about a year or so ago, I was like, that doesn't really shock me. <laughs> like it wasn't." Any, huge like story spoiler put it that way right it was more of like me. this is in here <laughs> yes i was like okay that that makes a lot of sense gotcha it, it would be like the equivalent like when you told me that jeff keely is in death stranding right <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're like me. you're like no
1: really okay <laughs> speaking of which i think that's thursday at six thirty eastern time
0: yes cool Then we can uh maybe you'll get a Dragon Age trailer I'm supposed to that's what they say I'm getting I don't know if I want a Dragon Age trailer at this point but we'll see I hear you (laughs) Uh, you want to wrap this up always just to be safe you're supposed to say never My wife
1: loves it when I do that. All the way <laughs> the
0: year I know she loves it. <laughs> yep. uh, this- these lazy mother... <laughs> no emails? No emails. No. Wonderful. Well, except from Colin, who keeps trying to get me to get him a successful Discord invite. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like we team up uh, with enough time where it doesn't expire. Maybe I need I need to remember how I can make an invite that doesn't ever expire. There is a way to do it. I'll I'll get that link to him. Um that said over on the uh email channel on our uh Discord, which you can find just by searching weekly games chat or reaching out to us like Colin tries uh for a direct invite. Uh we have Let's see. Today, Big Riff asked if anyone was playing Demon Souls yet. I know Cyberpunk Review is incoming, but a Demon Souls review would be great because I think it's significantly easier than any of the From Software games, uh, and it's a great place to start for first-time players. I bet Sean could beat it. <laughs> uh, are you gonna? I mean, are you gang Demon Souls now, John? That you've. Uh... Uh,
1: you actually kind of just gave me an idea. There like you go. Maybe I, I don't know if there's. If there's even time to talk about it, um, we can always make time. Like maybe I just put um, Cyberpunk on hold. Um, Why would you do yeah. that? Because I'm not satisfied with <laughs> mm-hmm. how it's going to look on PC. True. I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna chug on my PC.
0: Maybe, but it'll probably it should run perfectly fine on your PS5.
1: Well, yeah, but do I want? Well, do I want to play a last gen? I'm not trying to be elitist here,
0: right? You sound it.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm just like, do I want to? Do I want to buy a game on PS5 that's not going to be PS5 ready?
0: True. You know, but I mean, if it runs efficiently and it's really good, the audience is
1: wanting me to play Demon Souls.
0: come on. <laughs> big, big griff who's like a huge demon souls and from software guys wanting you to play everyone else is saying something opposite um josh drago wrote for those who pre-ordered cyberpunk 2077 are you going to play as male or female or you could go uh trans as well i believe in the game so that is also mm-hmm. an option uh he says he's picking female I'm going to go, I have not decided yet. The only thing is I've decided what I'm going to be for my three playthroughs, right? Through the different life paths that you can do. So first I think I'm going to do Corpo. And that character, even though they're all named V, right? Yeah. That character (laughs) is just going to be named uh, Richard Gecko, because, you know, Gordon Gecko and Richards, you know, it just makes sense, right? I'm thinking about like maybe making him kind of like a guy who is ruthless and cold blooded, but at the same time, like he's not a Richard in the sense of like, he just kills everyone, but more so in the way of like, if you are Richard, he's going to kill you for it. (laughs) If you mess up, you know, if you give him lip or you're just being a jerk to other people, he's going to make you pay for that. Um, Then whenever I do the nomad, that's going to be dick richard and i'm gonna make him a big burly guy that just beats people to a pulp with his uh cybernetics i guess and then finally and then finally i wish you
1: could could tell the audience the names of your characters on diablo 3
0: right (laughs) and then finally for old time's sakes we'll we'll bring back girth brooks (laughs) and we'll make him the uh the street kid that you know he'll probably be like my purest version of like trying to be a good person in a bad world and make his way through it and rise up. Right. So that's right. That's so right. we'll see. The important thing is how big will I make my junk and which version of junk will I pick? Cause apparently that's an option in the game. Apparently so. Yeah. Apparently it's important. <laughs> um, then there was a uh, Draven posted about some of the, uh, concerns that are out there from the reviews. Um, which, overblown true said he hope he hopes that a patch fixed most is, fixes most of these um saying i mean that's what the crunch was for right uh alluding to the of course famous war of jason schreier versus cd project red from this year uh yeah, and then
1: take a fight with somebody every year.
0: i have to say like in the end he kind of like he can whatever like i feel like he just needs to let it go but at this point i think he's so attached he's gonna go with it right but at the same time like he's got a new I, book coming out. he's like i he's got a point like you kept saying oh we're not gonna do all these things and then you crunched and then and then you had to delay the game again and crunch and it still sounds like there are issues <laughs> so you know i'm like huh ah, there might be a point there i don't know Maybe. um We'll see. We'll see. And then Draven adds that a review he read said that uh, the multiple day one patch thing will fix it. Uh, But I guess the review said he doesn't think that'll fix it. Though he's hopeful it does because he knows how many people are hyped for the game to enjoy. I almost wonder if like a lot of this, hopefully it's just down to a point where this definitely sounds more like a game that's uh, in the realm of being built like a a Skyrim, right? Than CD, uh, than Witcher Three was like, sure. where the reason why you're seeing bugs is because there's like nine million systems at work, and yeah, when you have that going on, and you're pushing barriers, guess what? You can uh, have some things that mess up every now and then. It's just the reality of those systems. But the one thing that gives me hope, CD Project Red. Watching them with Witcher 3, they know how to patch. And they know they don't just, like, put something out and then not fix it. You know, they're going to work at it for probably next three or four years. Making this thing more efficient. And modding community. No reason why I went PC. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, Besides that, though, John, uh, I think that's all we've got this week. Because these people hate us and don't email us. And, you know.
1: I feel like a lot of our folks have discovered discord just maybe easier to use
0: that's probably fair you know maybe so. uh, we 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 do not discriminate
1: and I've heard of discord I, I'm trying to think about what it is you what are literally
0: mean? on it right now I see your skittles green <laughs> um but yes. yeah I think that's it for this week um if you like the mm-hmm. show all 285 episodes of them which this is the 285th episode of. No uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use Spotify. I saw some people posting some pictures saying like, Hey, we were the most listened thing. Even like the one that got me feeling good. John was like uh, one of the users posted and was like their number one was like uh kind of funny games cast. Number two was, you know, PS. I love 100. you. Three was cigarette symbols. And then like we were fourth or fifth on that list to so see well, our, cool. our little small thing. <laughs> Right up there with those big boys, you know who, who.
1: Oh, I saw that. That that was a tweet, and yeah. it was like, uh, and and it was we were included in in no taxation, and yes, act kind of funny. I'm like, I hope they're all going. And when I saw it, I was like, I hope they're all going. What's this podcast?
0: <laughs> greg miller's just like huh? miller's listening right now and then he's like he thinks about it for two seconds and then someone says hey greg i got chicken wings and he's like "Ooh!" And he just yeah, goes colin's to that
1: like colin's like nah, this this is not any good
0: he he never looked at it he was just like yeah nah, he never, toss he, he doesn't
1: care <laughs> he doesn't toss care.
0: to the side move on with life yeah um, but yeah uh, make sure you subscribe to us and then I'll, you'll get a new episode every Wednesday if while you're there you want to write us a review or just r- leave a rating helps people find the show so we're always appreciated uh, appreciative of it Uh, we also have a Twitter I didn't hit that up because I usually let Sean do that well I don't let him do it but I mean like he usually just does that so I'm gonna just leave those things there for him when he gets back next week which we are expecting him to be here next week um, so if you want to add us or message us there, you can just simply look at at Weekly Games Chat and you will find us on Twitter. Besides that, make sure you write us emails, weeklygameschatgmail.com. That's weeklygameschatgmail.com. And if you are on our Discord, we are doing something a little bit special for the music spectacular this year. Uh, we want to know what your favorite music was from this year in video games. Not you, John, we don't care what you think. Um, you know, sorry, it's just the way it is. But (laughs) if you want to write your, uh, if you are on the discord, there's a little, uh, area I made called music spectacular. You can go post a link to a song or just tell us what your favorite music was. and Maybe why you loved it. Right. Um, or you can just, I'll go and say, you can add us on uh, Twitter as well. If you want to be included, You know, on the show, I won't say that everyone's going to be on there because then who knows, that might be a very long show (laughs) with a lot of notes. But, you know, you just might get your thoughts read on air. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll put something on there that I wasn't expecting to put on there because it wasn't on my mind. Right. That's 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 why we did that. Uh, And (laughs) but until next time, um John, this was fun as always. These are always the best episodes. These are. Who yeah. needs them? This is like professionalism realized. Professionalism, no yeah. jokes. No,
1: just, just keep it in PR.
0: Like you know, <laughs> when we come in and we talk about the game, we talk about the game, and you know, keep it people, boring. Get it over with. No one bought Miles Morales until they listened to this episode today. That That's was fair. when they were like, okay, one. I don't have to get a PS5 but I gotta get a PS5 just to play Miles (laughs) (laughs) Morales anyways uh, I will say game on to you John game on Chris Mm -hmm. Uh, game on Uh, Sean in in the Disney worlds you wanna say game on to him
1: no I hope he gets gets stuck in it's a small world (laughs) (laughs) that'd be funny Oh, uh, Sean, if you're listening to this, don't try the sushi at that sushi place at Epcot. It's not good.
0: It's just not good. Don't do it. You got it on good authority. It's not good.
1: Oh wait, that's not. The, you know what? That's not what I had. I had the. <laughs> I had the lamb chops.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Sir. I don't I know sir. about that. Uh, he, if Sean was here, he would say peace out, everybody. I will just say your mom's back. Fuck life.